Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And indeed, we are moving into uncharted territory. We continue our discussion today on the current energies and this significant spike lately of the Schumann resonance, the actual frequency of the earth. And we have seen it hit into the 90s on Easter Sunday. And even in the past few days, we've had daily spikes up into the 70s. This is significant. This is scientific evidence of the shift in consciousness that is underway. My guest today is here to remind us that this frequency is related to everything. Christopher Timms will share with us what causes the Schumann resonance and it really is the shifting of the song of the earth grids that is affecting us as well. I know many people are feeling depression, overwhelmingness, exhaustion, and we're going to talk about that because there is this vibration that we are in training to. So let's welcome Christopher Timms back to Quantum Conversations. Christopher, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you. Yes, yes, yes. It's very good to be here with you. You are the practical mystic. It's always good to get your perspective on everything that's going on. So let's start with this Schumann resonance. My goodness, that is absolutely amazing. Have you been feeling it these past few weeks. I know here on Quantum Conversations, we've been literally knocked offline and had to jump back on the show. We are in a Mercury retrograde, but goodness, these frequencies are intense. Yes, uh, there's been a lot going on. And just as I shared with you, just before we came on here, just a few minutes ago, um, I was not aware of the current information about the spikes. And I've been teaching people about the Schumann resonance in in relation to 
the uh, nature of reality since 1988. And when I heard the information, you sent me a, a good link that I've opened up here to find out current stuff. Plus, I've looked at a couple of the people that I follow, you know, their science information as well to see about it. And, I mean, this is this is really astounding, everyone. This is astounding. Um, the Maya, before the harmonic convergence in the late 70s into the early 80s, spoke about a time that was coming that they, they called the quickening, just like off the Highlander movie, right, from years ago. And when the, when the vibration uh, of the earth would begin to quicken the changes, and this time would start in 1987 with a harmonic convergence. And the science has shown consistently that, that since 19, or 1889, when they first began to discover the Schumann resonance, to 1987, it stayed virtually unchanged at around 7.8, 7.85 hertz. And that's a, that's a hum, a low hum below what any of us can hear, but it, it permeates every cell, everything all around, all around us. Okay. So that stayed unchanged until then. But then after the harmonic convergence, then it began to pulse and lift and drop and lift and drop. And people like uh, Greg Braden and others uh, began to write, write about it and they correlated it to brainwave patterns relating that we were beginning to awaken up. The earth was in a basically an alpha state sleeping around 7.8 hertz. That's like a, a light alpha sleeping state, meditative state. And we were moving towards a beta state as we began to get closer and closer to the threshold, which was 13 hertz. And as we would move through different brief periods in Earth history since 1987, where we would go above 13 hertz, 15 hertz, just for different areas in the, con in the world, different parts of the world would have these spikes, but it wasn't a consistent thing at all. It would just be a quick spike and then drop, quick spike and then drop. And... Uh, it was a sign of uh, if you can imagine someone waking up from a deep sleep, you kind of wake up and you're groggy and you go back to sleep. You wake up and you go back to sleep. That's kind of what's been beginning to happen since 1987 at all different levels of our world. So painting that picture with increased um, acceleration of that of that phenomena happening of the uh, increasing spikes and, and drops in frequency, then we're waking up more, but yet, you know, being a little groggy, waking up more, being a little groggy, you know, all of that's still happening. And so if everyone has that picture, let's talk for a minute, if I may, Loren, uh, may I explain to people, it'll take a couple minutes, no more than that, really, as to how the Schumann resonance is really generated energetically, just the whole principle yeah. of how it all comes together? Mm-hmm, please. Okay. Um, if you can close your eyes, everyone, and just kind of go with me on this journey. And this is a journey of the origins of existence. Imagine that there's the big empty the big empty, 
And this space is not space. It's actually the lack of space. Okay, feel that. So now, from this lack of space, just for the sake of our story, for all stories are inadequate by nature of the telling, imagine that we're going to speak that there is a great living intelligence that speaks upon this stillness, a whisper, a hope, telling a dream, a story. And this living intelligence just speaks this dream onto this great void, this empty. And now this emptiness becomes full. This is what science calls the Big Bang. And this voice that speaks upon the still waters sends a ripple out into this void that now becomes space and matter, energy and time. Just like dropping a pebble in a pond. And this void, this vacancy of space and time, now has an occupant of this medium. We can call it the morphogenic field, or we can call it space-time. Our playground. And as space-time begins to ripple out, just like a ripple in a water in the pond that a pebble has been dropped into, the rate at which this expands is slower than the continuing song. More and more pebbles are being dropped into the pond. So these ripples are going out and hitting what's called the outer rim of the universe, this membrane that's expanding, and coming back just like concentric circles that hit the edges of a pond and then return to home, back to their center. As these waves go out and return, they interfere with each other, causing constructive and destructive interference patterns. We'll call these nodes and nulls. Beautiful picture of a web of circles going out and circles going in, creating little vortices. Sometimes they negate each other when these waves hit, creating a null. Sometimes they hit each other and they create a great vortex like a spinning cyclone. Some last for a few moments and then are gone. Some become stabilized waveforms as more and more pebbles are dropped as the song of creation continues to sing from the great maker of all. These stabilized waveforms, these vortexes, and these nulls that have become stabilized throughout this medium of space and time, matter and energy that we know is the omniverse, the entirety of the universe and all of its infinite probabilities. These now begin broadcasting their own ripples, their own interference patterns like pebbles from each of these billions and billions of little cyclones and little null spots like black holes, adding their ripples into the recipe 
of creation. All of these ripples, all of these waves interact with each other, creating more primary and secondary tertiary interference patterns. Some of these over a period of time, as now there is time because there's space and matter, become suns, interstellar nebula, incubators for entire galaxies filled with stars. And each sun then begins to broadcast its own ripples. As time continues and elements are now being cooked out that become the stars, the interstellar nebula, as this process of interference patterns continues, we now cook out the elements of carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, and oxygen. They're all frequencies that are constructed through stabilizing the waveforms, which are made from interference patterns that all come from the song of creation, continuing to drop its pebbles in the pond of existence. These elements are the results of great web works of these circles, these broadcast circles and spheres from all of these celestial objects, the suns, the nebulas, the galaxies themselves, all of these generate these circles that create this huge living web that's ever-changing, the web of life throughout all of creation. It's all set up, from, the web of life is all the interference patterns that are set up as the ripples continue. These ripples wash through all of creation, and as some become stabilized and last for what we will call great epochs of time, these webs, these stabilized webs, begin to oscillate and vibrate their own songs, much like the entire of the universe, entirety of the universe, now see this picture, much like the entirety of the universe is a huge cosmic harp, a spherical harp that has limitless strings running in all directions, and it is the solar wind that comes from the center of creation itself that blows through these strings and causes the song of life as all of these strings vibrate. These are the lines that we call ley lines, dragon lines, planetary meridians, galactic meridians, the lines within your own body. These are, these are all stages of these universal grid systems that we're all inseparable from and a part of. And basically what happens is that the ley lines that run through what we call our solar system, the intersecting points on these ley lines form specific patterns that then because of their song become all the planets. Neptune, Pluto, Jupiter, Mars, our sun, our planet, Mercury, 
everything is formed because of the song. The vibration of the ley lines generates the form of the elements, carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, and oxygen, all the things that make up our planet, all of the elements on the periodic table. Everything comes as a result of swarming, stabilized frequencies that become what we call solid objects, but we know they're not solid at all. And because this song continues and is never-ending, all of these things appear to be stable, the elements themselves, the planets themselves, everything. But now, but now, because our planet through a, the 26,000-year cycle that's called precession, we have shifted from the house of Pisces. Our orientation is now more towards the house of Aquarius. And what's happened in the house of Aquarius is that we are now in alignment with other star systems. We have a different orientation or relationship. So therefore, what's called the solar wind that comes from the center of our galaxy, like the galactic superwave and the, and the different celestial forces, are coming from a different trajectory. There's different intensities of the solar wind, different frequencies, because we're, we're actually receiving the frequencies from different suns than we were just 30 years ago. It's really amazing. It's really amazing just the, the uh, science really that's going on behind this. So, so now imagine that for a long time, for about 2,000 years, the song has remained pretty much the same. The earth, the patriarchal system, commerce, governments, all the symptoms of the song that the earth was singing because of the solar wind and our trajectory through the house of Pisces. Now that we've moved into the house of Aquarius, we finished one cycle, as we know, of, of the Mayan calendar, the Tibetan calendar, the Egyptian calendar, all these different cycles. The Lost Book of Nostradamus shows us that we've ended a whole cycle of humanity, and now the open book is empty, waiting for us to describe what it is that, that we're going to be about now. This is an amazing time. So it is... Uh, a symptom, these spikes in the Schumann resonance are a beautiful symptom showing us that the song of the earth has changed. And therefore, all of the elements have changed. That's why all the earth changes are happening. This is the science behind the earth changes. The song of the, of the ley lines has changed, you know, because of the solar wind blowing through them from a different trajectory with different frequencies and intensities. So therefore, it changes the song. So therefore, as the song changes, the expression changes. That's why we have all the volcanoes and the earthquakes and the global climate change and all these things that are happening that are part of a huge big picture of catharsis and uh, natural and inevitable change. So this is an amazing sign. An amazing sign, and I'm, I'm really very excited about it. And uh, as Loren pointed it, pointed it out to me, uh, to be able to share this with you a little bit at the beginning of our interview together and our time is just uh, perfect, is just perfect, because 
it is a verification, it's a proof that there's incredible things happening right now. So I think it's really mm-hmm. important for, for Lauren, and please pipe in anytime you want to here. I just wanted to tell everybody, I think it's really important to not get hooked into opinions of stuff and uh, trying to analyze any of the information that you see going on around you in the world, Mm -hmm. Uh, politically, socially, environmentally. Don't get lost. Don't get, it's nice to research stuff as I do every day, but don't get attached to what you're reading about because it's just symptoms of a changing world. Mm. Symptoms of a changing world. Yes, this is the shift that is underway. And as that 3D paradigm falls away, we don't want to be watching it crumble. We want to be bringing in the new with the creative. And so, as we know, this is bringing up issues for people to uh, shake out of their lives. I call it the great cosmic shakedown because we are... Yeah, we're being we're being released of these lower densities that are coming up in front of us to be cleared. And so what would you say for those who I, I'm getting a lot of reports on this. Now some people are feeling it in their bodies, some people are not sleeping well, others are feeling unusually depressed. What can we do? What's your advice on this angle? Well, um, as your body, physical, as your physical body goes through energetic adjustments, it demands that you accommodate those changes. So you have to be, you know, people don't like to hear this, but I just have to say it. You have to be nutritionally sound. You have to consider the vibration of the food that you're eating. You have to consider uh, exercising, you know, because remember, all the ancient traditions, all of them incorporate dietary practices and exercise regimes as part of the conditioning to accommodate higher consciousness. All of them, whether it's the shaman, whether it's the Egyptian mystery schools, whether it's the Shaolin in China, all of them, yeah, the yogis in India, everyone accommodates diet as well as a physical regime. And there's ways of doing all of this that can be customized to each one of us. That's why we have so many choices. But the idea is to begin there and then build up from there. Then learn to not be attached. Don't be attached to your opinions of being right. Don't be attached to your ideas of who you think you are, what you think your life's about, because all that's going to get wiped out, I can tell you. You And because we all have come in with certain ideas, and those ideas carry us like a wave to a certain point in our lives. And I'm sure most of us have had to rediscover ourselves more than once in this life. 
Mm. You kind of reach the end of a certain part of your journey, and you have to rediscover yourself as a person. What are your values? What are your principles? What are, you, what are your priorities? You know, so that's happening now in, a, in an accelerated and in an amplified way where we're questioning the definitions of self, eternity, our own divine nature. And that's what this is all about. This is the, this is the time of examination. That's why you see everything happening in the world right now. And I've said for two years, Lauren, to all of my classes, all of my calls, every class, I always remind everybody, that which is hidden is now being revealed. So all the corruption in the banking industry, all the corruption in the government, all the corruption in religions, all the weakness in different belief systems and ideologies, you know, whether it's medical or nutritional or metaphysical or new age or anything, anything that, that has a weak point, it's going to be exposed. Because in order for us to journey where we are inevitably going, everything has to be clean and clear. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Those lower frequencies of negative thoughts, um, old programming, things that really keep us from this, they have to be cleared out. So that is the work that we are doing. And we be gentle with ourselves as we do this. I think we were speaking earlier that uh, it seems this year, as we put our dreams out there and we go for it, all that is not in alignment with these higher energies um, we cannot force it, and it will not go smoothly. So we have to drop that and just follow the compass of the heart and follow the compass of ease and grace with synchronicity. So that's really the work that is ahead of us right now. And just everyone be easy as we do this. I do love that the Maya have has spoken of a time called this quickening and you said this is a verification that incredible things are happening. We were looking all towards December 21st, 2012. And while we know yes. that people woke up at certain instances, that was crossing the threshold. So we're just continuing to see some beautiful things. And as our sun continues to emit these solar flares, that is related to the Schumann resonance as well as what you were saying with these ley lines of the solar system. And it has to do, um, I just did a talk the other night about the uh, earth changes in our solar system. And in case everyone doesn't know, the global climate change that we're experiencing permeates the entirety of our solar system. And it's all part of the, the changing song of the ley lines that isn't just changing the earth and giving us our earth changes with volcanoes and earthquakes and, you know, the mean temperature shifting and all this stuff happening on our planet. It's happening on Mars. The polar caps are melting on the north and south poles of Mars. Uh, you have the outer planets of our solar system that are more luminescent. They shine brighter than they ever have before. This reflected light, you know, how, why is this happening? You know, and there's a whole list of symptoms. But the, the orbital pathways of all the planets in the solar system are perturbed. They're, 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 they're different. Everything, it's, it's as though there's an unseen force. Now, the Sumerians would call that Nibiru, you know, and... Um, 
the the intruder planet, you know, and whether that's literally happening or whether it's symbolically represented by the changing song as we move into the age of Aquarius is as of yet to be determined, which we can talk about symbolism and layers of symbolism later. But um, the sun is in a 100-year low, everyone, low. And that's just because of the changing song. The sun is not as much a nuclear furnace as science would like you to believe, as um, it's more closely a, an electromagnetic furnace with, with nuclear kind of overtones and harmonics, uh, much like what Emmanuel Velikovsky spoke about in Worlds in Collision, where the, uh, the, the universe is an electromagnetic web that is, has been generated by the song upon the still waters. So we have acoustics, and then we have electromagnetics, and then we have biocrystalline, and then we have bio. These are the stages of becoming corporeal and sentient here in, the, in this realm. So the sun is at a 100-year low. The planets are all disturbed. This climate change and shifts are happening throughout our solar system. And... Um, Lauren, one really helpful picture for people to understand how important it is not to feed the old paradigms, the old ways. Um, I often share with people the idea of the beast out of the book of Revelation and to show people how it's totally mis misunderstood. Would you like me to share that with people? Yes, mm -hmm. please do. Yeah, okay. all right. Um, and if you don't at any time, because I can go on for hours and you know that, you know, it's just yeah, really it's exciting stuff. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, in the book of Revelation, we talk about the beast and, you know, 666, the mark on the forehead, on the red, all that kind of stuff. You'll be able to purchase or buy or sell without it. That's all totally misinterpreted. If you look at it in context, uh, and there were several other revelations that were written, not not just the one that's in the Bible, you know, but they, of course, got edited out, then you realize that the beast, the beast is not going to be a person that will incarnate as the beast. It's not going to be the mark of the beast on each one of us. The mark of the beast is your perception that the world outside of you and all of its systems are the answer to your problems. And the beast demands that you worship it. The banks want you to worship them. The governments want you to worship them. The religions want you to worship them. Every, all of these are the body of the beast, everyone. Imagine that the beast is this dark, ugly, snarling beast and its bones and its skin and its muscles and its body or the banks and the governments, the pharmaceutical industry, the Monsanto and the multinational corporations, all of these things are made up as the body of the beast. And all the governments and their leaders with their suits and their smiles and their, we're going to do this for you, it's all the beast wanting your allegiance. And because people like you are now turning away from the beast going, you know, I've had it with you. I'm going to think for myself. I'm going to think for myself now. Because you're doing that, the beast is snarling at you, creating wars and rumors of wars, creating global pandemics. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. You know, 
creating all kinds of dilemmas where there really are none. And all of this is to get you to be afraid, because when you're afraid, everyone, then you're feeding the beast. The beast feeds on your allegiance, on your compliance, and when that doesn't work, it feeds on your fear. That's what religions and governments, belief systems of all types have done for thousands of years. And now you're making in the shamanic practices, as Carlos Castaneda wrote many years ago, you're making what's called the warrior's bid for power. And as you turn away from the beast, the beast is snarling, spitting fire, thrashing its tail, trying to get you to be afraid, trying to get you to pay attention to it and believe in it once again because the beast will save you and protect you from these terrible problems that it's created. That's the world that we live in right now. And the beast is dying. All the systems around us are dying because you're not feeding them any longer. So that's why the Tibetans teach us that the only prerequisite for freedom, true freedom, is the courage to adventure beyond what you now know. And that's why the Christian scriptures tell us that the, king, the only way to experience the kingdom of heaven is to repent. Repent means to turn around. That means turn away from the beast, turn away from the outer world as being the source and the answer to all your dilemmas. Turn away, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand right now. We are at a time of emergence. That which has been for 2,000 years is falling under the weight of its own entropy, consuming the systems of the world are consuming themselves, and it is natural. I love them and bless them and let them go on their way. I don't hate them. I'm not certainly not afraid of them. And I walk into this undiscovered spiritual frontier, the open canvas that is the world that unfolds in front of you and I, all of us right now. All we have to do is be the torch that illumines the path in front of us into this undiscovered country, this new, open freedom beyond words that which eye has not seen and ear has not heard we can't know what's ahead of us anyone that tells you they know what's coming doesn't know what they're talking about all of the prophecies all of the ancients tell us that it's beyond our imagination it's beyond our capability to even put into possibilities that's how glorious whatever it is that's out there for us, is. All we have to do is have the courage to repent and to take a step together into the unknown. So how's that? We are ready to take that step with you and do away with all the feelings of overwhelmness that some might have, frustration. Yes, beautiful. We are repenting that. And we are not feeding the old paradigm. That was beautiful, right. Christopher. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I, as we look at the spiritual movement today, then, what is it that's missing? Oh, 
Well, it's kind of, um, let's see. I don't want to say I'm at a loss for words because I'm very rarely at a at a loss for words, you know. But uh, uh, what's missing really is a is a foundation and a direction. First of all, it's not figuring out who you are and being that that will set you free. It is not being attached to who you thought you've always been that will point you into the direction of freedom. The point of your spiritual life is something that that almost nobody talks about, but it permeates all the ancient texts, all the ancient teachings, all the indigenous creation stories. The purpose of your spiritual life is clear, but yet you don't hear about it. And it's only because of the forgetfulness that the beast has washed over us over a couple thousand years. But for those of us who remember, the purpose of your spiritual life is clear. In Sanskrit, it's called Jivan Mukti. Jivan Mukti means final liberation and freedom. You know, and you might think, okay, Chris, well, what, is, what does that really mean? Well, this is concrete. This is clear stuff. This is not ambiguous foo-foo. All right. Jivan Mukti means that you experience for yourself, not believe in, not have faith in it, not understand, but you experience for yourself that you were never born and you can never die. This means that concretely and completely you experience that death is a doorway and on both sides of that doorway there is life. Because once you do that, once you own that one, then the journey really begins for you. See, that's what everyone should hear on day one of their spiritual journey. You know, before they read anything or study anything, they should hear, you know, do you know what the purpose of all of this really is? It's not to understand yourself. It's not to figure yourself out. It's, it's not to find out your true mission or purpose or any of that kind of stuff. All those, all, all those are um, lateral movements, basically. Those are Believe it or not, those are distractions along the way. Mm-hmm. Your true purpose is to is to experience the magnificence within your being that waltzes across the borders of birth and death and rebirth, and you prove to yourself that you are eternal, and then this world becomes the playground that it's supposed to be the platform for your creativity to express itself in limitless ways without any boundary. And that's what we're here to do. You want a mission, there's your mission, is to be limitless with your creativity, to be deep and resourceful with your inspiration, Mm -hmm. and to let that guide you through all the chapters of your life. So a, a real spiritual teaching bases you in fundamentals that help lead you, point you in the direction, and walk with you so that you can experience Jivan Mukti for yourself, that final liberation, the final freedom. And again, experience is the key word, right? And you know, um, as you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been teaching you know worldwide for 29 years, and 
uh, every week, every week there are people that email me about my talks and speak to me about uh, readings or consultation work that they've had with me. And they say, well, you know, I never heard anybody talk about inner light and inner sound and inner presence before. And, you know, I've been doing studying all this stuff for 20 years. I just want to pull my hair out because those are the fundamental principles that will carry you into Jivan Mukti. So you want to know what's wrong with the whole thing? That's a big portion of what's wrong with it. They're missing the whole point. It's not about analyzing yourself and figuring yourself out. It's about getting the self that you think you are out of the way so that you can really experience what you've always been and will always be, your own divine nature. I don't understand myself. After all these years, I'm a mystery to myself. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You know, I, I amaze myself all the time. I just laugh. It's just great. I don't want to understand myself because the self that would understand myself is the problem I'm trying to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, getting out of our own way so we can remember this. So, you know, we've we've learned that experience is when we each know our own truth, is when we experience something, not just read about it or have an awareness of it. So how were you able to experience this as never being born and never dying, knowing uh, about that death as a doorway and on both sides is life. How was I able to experience it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can see in in retrospect that, that my incarnation really set me up for it and that I started playing the violin when I was six, the drums when I was ten, so I had a cocoon of right brain music all around me. Mm-hmm. And then then from there, being a curious lad, uh, I dove into sports and started studying yoga when I was 13, martial arts when I was 14, and, and I loved just everything. I loved everything, math and science and literature, and I just dove into every, everything. And when I realized that I was beginning to hit walls, you know, with, with, I was seeing more into things than other people were in literature. I would read stories and I would see more symbolism in it than other people would just in, in high school reading stuff, you know, the tale of two cities, you know, or uh, any, any of the books, the scarlet letter and all the different things you read and the grapes of wrath. And I'm going through all of this high school kind of stuff and I'm seeing more and I'm just not getting the, the answers from the school teachers. And mm -hmm. I began to dive more into my spiritual studies and I guess to make a, a long, boring story rather short and interesting, um, when one person unto themselves is sincere, honest, and determined to know the truth, to know the nature of reality for themselves, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. 
And I can tell you in this short version that three times in my life, teachers came and found me, and I was their only student. And the journeys of altered states of consciousness through plant medicines and psychedelics and meditation intensives and traveling with the Dalai Lama and all the different things that, that, I, that I did early, early on just catapulted me to the point, Loren, where, where I began to comfortably on a daily basis move into these other realms. So rather than needing a medium to talk to you about the other worlds, you get to do that for yourself. Rather mm -hmm. than going to a psychic or a medium and having somebody be a two-way telephone for you to the other realms where your parents may be if they've passed or ancestors or other beings, you get to experience this for yourself, just like you're walking through a doorway. That's all that it is, is a doorway, like going from the living room into your bedroom. Boom. Mm. And But it takes a fluidity of consciousness. It takes a, a letting go of self. It takes an unlearning and emptying to the point where you become shapeless and formless. You realize your own true nature. And then all of this, it sounds fantastic and i know it does to everybody and it is fantastic but it's not it's not a big deal that's not the ending of the journey that's just getting your toolbox in order so then you can really have the journey which is experiencing all those heightened states of consciousness traveling the lower realms of matter energy space and time into the higher realms the abstractions of light and sound and then still being here as a being my greatest adventure is experiencing all of these things, Loren, but then I'm a dad. I'm a grandfather. I've got eight grandchildren. My ninth grandchild is on the way, and i got three amazing daughters. You know, my wife is, is an unbelievable woman, you know, and, and I have this little property with all my fruit trees and my garden and my dogs. And I mean, it's just an amazing thing to be walking between the worlds, you know, as Greg Braden put many years ago. Mm. Does, does this make sense? Am I or am, am I rambling, or is this is this good stuff? No, it is good. And what I love about it is that you've always had an inner knowing, and we all have this inner knowing. We can look yes. back at when we were children, and we looked out at the world, and we just knew <laughs> something was not absolutely spot on. That there were That's certain right. things in place that were just not right. You know, uh, whether it be the black soot spewing from a truck, right? Just knowing that that's not right. Um, so right. I love how you always follow that inner knowing. And, oh, my goodness, so many stories you have you uh, with the plant medicines and traveling with the Dalai Lama. Beautiful. Maybe we'll have time to get to some of those questions at the end <laughs> of our program today. Sure. I sure. wanted to... We have some people. We're going to take some calls from our audience. Star 2 if you're on the phone or our web call. And uh, questions in the question box if you've got questions for Christopher. I do want to share with our listeners that we are going to be doing a teaching with you, a three 
series online healing retreat. And it's wonderful because this goes deep into more of your teachings. And so can you talk a little bit about this? Because this is really what we're talking about here. It's not being distracted by any more uh, of the false path stuff. It's really getting a grip on this and owning this, really reclaiming this divinity. So in this online healing retreat masterclass coming up, it's called Have You Had Enough? Share with us on what we're going to experience in this series. That's right. And this is a really fun class. This is a very confrontational class, and it will make you squirm, but it's really fun all at the same time because everything that I'm telling you in this class, you already know, but you haven't wanted to address. I guarantee it because, again, you have that inner voice, and all I've been doing all these years is is uncluttering myself so I can listen to that inner voice unobstructed. And this master class that we're going to do is a customized class for Loren. I've taught this class before. It's called Have You Had Enough Yet? But in your class, the three-part series – I'm bringing some things into the mix that I didn't have in the original class format because I think that it's so crucial that you get what's going on, that you, uh, if you've had enough, if you've had enough of all the stuff going on and I don't want to start picking everything apart, okay, that'll be for the class just so you see what's going on, but you can shoot holes in so much of the stuff that's going on in new thought, new age, this industry, all of it. And it's not that it's evil or bad. It's just that it's lateral movement. Let's get some vertical movement going on in your life. That's where the action is. That's where the fulfillment is. That's where your destiny is, is in vertical movement. So in this class, this is intense. This is three two-hour bursts of in-your-face catharsis. This, this is geared towards change. And it's perfectly captured by the graphic that uh, Susan, my webmaster, used for it. And so w- when you look at it, you'll see this woman pulling out her hair with just this expression. And that's the, that's the feeling I get, Loren, from so many people. They call me and they say, you know, I, I, I've been studying this stuff for so many years and my life hasn't gotten any better I've taken these classes and I've had these levels of this and I've done this initiation and had this, that, and the other thing, and I'm doing all these practices and I'm blah, 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 and I'm following it all to the T and my life hasn't improved and hasn't changed. And when I ask them about some of the fundamentals, light, sound, and presence, you know, the purpose of their spiritual life, you know, they haven't heard of any of it. And... Then when I say, well, are you involved in all of this stuff? And I give a whole list of things, like you'll see, everybody, when you look at the information about the class, and they just go down the checklist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Well, okay. Well, then all those things are dragging you laterally around and around and around. That's called the wheel of life, the wheel of samsara. It never ends. Never ends. The more you learn, the more you have to learn. The more you process, the more you have to process. No, it's all a trap. 
That's a trap. That's a trap. So this is exciting. This is about change. This is about results. This is this is about you admitting to yourself, I've you know what? I've I've been around the bend enough here. I've done enough. I've spent enough money. I've done enough stuff. I've had enough now. I just want to find what's going to work. I want my life to improve. I want to have these experiences that he's talking about. That's what I want. Nothing else. And I want you to be ruthless with yourself, everybody. This is called the ruthlessness of the warrior. I want you to be honest. And if you've had enough, this is where this is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. You won't find anything like this anywhere. Beautiful. Okay. Well, we look forward to that. That is a class. It's available on your special offer page. There's a button on this web page. Scroll down and check that out. Uh, we invite our listeners to join us. That is actually option three on your special offer. So it's for those That's who right. have followed your work. And you've also got um, a couple of other options with some courses that you've offered here on this platform before on crystals and on stargates. And then you've got a beautiful option for people to purchase all of these teachings uh, so they can dive right into that. So That's right. Um, you're going to do some live follow-up calls on each of these options for people. And they each come, do they each come with a personal session or how does that no. work? No, the um, the offer one, offer two, you know, and offer three as singulars uh, items. They're they're just standalone. There's the material, and then there's the Q and A, and of course the the three part series. Have you had enough yet? Is a standalone, but and then when you get them all all together, you get them for the discounted price. But there's there's no private session work at this time. What I what I found is that when I offer the private session work with off, with an offer at a at a, uh, a summit or an, or an event, many people don't take the opportunity to actually get that, and then it causes confusion because I want to serve people and I've realized, gosh, you know, three months have gone by and this this lady hasn't gotten her session yet, so I'm emailing them. And if people don't get back to me, then it stays open. And what I want to do is serve you. What I want to do is serve you. And I want you to get the most out of this that we can render. So, therefore, if I didn't put in the private session work simply because I want to focus on our Q&As, our time together, and then if you want session work with me, then you set it up. You talk to me later, but these packages are really complete. This is this is enough material. My goodness, if you add the Stargate material and the crystal workshop, you know, with my work with the Anna Mitchell Hedges crystal skull, Mr. Light and Mr. Sound, the two big generators that I'm caretakers of, the nature of quartz crystals, these packages go together so well that you're going to have a big meal, a big meal to chew on for quite some time. So does that, mm -hmm. does that answer that? 
Yes, thank you. Okay. There's lots of beautiful options, and so we invite our listeners to check out all of those options on your special offer and join us for the Masterclass Series. We love that because we're live with you, and this is not for the squeamish. These are things that make you squirm, and that's where we get really – um, we see that change, that transformation, when we really can look deep at that. So thank you for that, and we do look forward to it. Okay, well, let's go to our audience and see uh, about some questions. We're going to go up to Montana. It looks like Kalispell, Montana, 9154, last digits of the phone number. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Okay, uh, Callie Spell dropped off, and so now um, Twin Cities, Minnesota. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name? Hi, my name is Karen. Hi, Karen. Do you have a How question you? for Christopher? I'm great. Thank you. I do. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. Sure. You make it sound so easy, Christopher. Well, but, it's not well, meant but, to be. It's not meant to be difficult. This is this is the challenge. Gosh, trying to be a dad, trying to be a husband, trying to be a grandpa, trying to to figure out how to be a man in this world and just exist. That's that's the challenge. Spiritual life's meant to be a breeze. It's meant to be a joy, not to meant to be some kind of suffrage that we go through. It's all been flipped around. And that's all that the energy of the beast. You know, it's a great way to picture it. Why does it feel like, and and I totally agree with what you're saying, but why does it feel like the beast is choking me? Well, because the beast is trying to choke you. That's that's perfect, because the beast is is spitting fire, screaming and yelling, creating great anxiety. Look at the world, you know, and and you hear every day the economy, the world economy is going to fall off the cliff. You know, the the world is going to go up in flames, you know, from war or disease or global climate change and everything's going to die. You know, yes. it's fear, 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 fear. So you're very sensitive. You're you're a, you're a delicate thing. And obviously, and what what happens is that you internalize this and it feels like literally like it's choking the life out of you. Yeah. That's what, and, and what it wants to do is it wants you to be afraid. If nothing else, that's the, that's the last stage of feeding the beast, is you being afraid. If you're not going to just blindly comply and worship the beast, think like, like you know, the matrix wants you to think, then at least be afraid. Because if you're afraid, then you're going to feed the beast. But because you, you don't want to be afraid, because you know, even though you feel like you're being choked, that there's something more then yes. that's the battleground that you are into yourself. That's the inner conflict that's going on. So that's where spiritual principles, good, strong, foundation, experience-based principles, light, sound, and presence, the true spiritual goal, and authentic spiritual teaching, that's where all of these things uplift you. And as soon as your vibration lifts just a little bit, then all that choking goes away. That's what it feels like, though, as soon as I'm lifting up my vibration and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm almost going to break through, right. the choking gets harder. 
the choking gets you more severe. It. You you just said it. Uh, one of my favorite bands from from a long time ago was The Doors, Jim Morrison, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Jim Morrison was a great shaman. If you ever see him on stage on YouTube, you'll see he was an incarnate shaman, and he was a great poet. And in, in his lyrics, he wrote the song "Break On Through to the Other Side." That's exactly mm -hmm. what he's talking about. You're trying to break through. You're pushing through on the membrane of the collective consciousness with your own inner journey, your own hopes, your own dreams, your own perseverance in the spiritual practices that, you, that you've uh, found at this stage in your life, and you're pushing out on that membrane so the consciousness, like, like a band, pushes back on you. That's the choking. That's the beast. Do you see the symbolism? I do, but I, I, how do I get through? I, I really you, desperately want to just go. How do you get through it? Um, uh, gosh, there's so many ways to explain this to you. Um, the you best know, way I, I can I, explain I, it. Every fiber of my being knows the truth and every, telesummit that I listen to, every vibration, every crystal that I grab, it's like the the whole fiber of my being just knows that I want to just, just finally just break through. But again, it just seems like everything combats against it and I get dragged back. It's And it's simply because a lot of the things that you hear are good as words, but as practical applications the recipe isn't there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be having the experience that you're having. I mean, the, the, the evidence reveals itself. So it takes a relaxed, gentle approach, and then you don't break through to the other side like Jim Morrison talked about. Mm -hmm. That was his, his his journey, you know, and he, he was about breaking through. It the 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 actual uh, the shamanic path and the, the mystical path is about relaxing and then you pass through that membrane because your vi your vibration can't be contained by it any longer and again that's authentic spiritual practices good strong spiritual foundation you know a living teaching based in great principles and then boom you're right there you're right there and you're right at the edge now. You're pushing on the membrane. You know, that's why, that's why you're having that experience. Does, does, does this make sense to you? You know, it actually does. Is, um, I, I think you may have, I had an aha moment. I, I may be fighting it myself. Yes. If, if. Yeah. And, <laughs> Of course, and uh, there's a lot of different ways that we fight, and um, much of the fight that keeps our vibration from being able to elevate to the threshold to get through the membrane, to get away from the grip of the beast, is our attachment to things that we know are less, things that no longer serve us. Things that may sound good but don't have any substance. Mm -hmm. And you're, spirit, you're right. what I call spiritual junk food. 
It's just spiritual junk food. Yes. Sounds good. May taste warm and fuzzy. May feel great. But it has no substance. Well, you're incredible. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, you're very kind. You're very kind. Thank you very much. And uh, if I can serve you in any way, just please let me know. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Karen. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you. It's so fascinating to hear, and we have a great clarity with this as well. Let's go to Gloria. Hi, Gloria. Hi. I think Hi. I'm that hey, girl's Gloria. sister. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. It's been a great, great. I, I think I'm that girl's sister. <laughs> oh, that's great. I know. It's like, ah, oh, I'm so tired of like, I, it's like I'm on the edge, you know, like I know it's like right there, but it's like and everything, everything and anything that comes in the way to like stop it from happening or being or whatever. It's like, what is, you know, like I don't sleep well. My nervous system is like totally out of whack. It's, it's like, whoa. And being in this world is not quite fun yet. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go out there and be with that world. So, yeah. How do, how do we break through in through? Because I, I get everything, you know, like when you mentioned that book, Walking Between Two Worlds. Oh, my God. I must have read that. I love that book. I read that. Sure. I don't know how many times. I mean, it was like, Yeah. I mean, I read that in the 80s. Uh, that book just touched my heart. It's like, That's right. So, yeah. So, I guess for me, what happens is the the beast goes into the judgment, and then I lose trust. And, you know, it just keeps bringing up things that I judge myself really harshly for, and... And I kind of like this morning, it was like, oh, my God, I was, I went outside to move some energy. I raked a lot of stuff. My husband was happy. I, and he said, what would you do that for? <laughs> I just had to move, I said I had to move energy. I just couldn't sit with whatever, like there was something there that was you know, uncomfortable. You know. So it, am I making sense? Oh, you're you're making perfect sense. You said something that was really really critical. I think it'll speak to everybody, Loren, out there. Is um, and your name is Gloria. Is that right? Yes. 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 Okay, Gloria. And thank you for um, being you. <laughs> oh, it's easy to be me. I have a lot of fun being me. You know, and uh, uh, what you what you're doing is is you're taking yourself way too seriously. See, oh, that's the yeah. that's that's that that's the product of religious life and a lot of new age life that takes the focus off of experiencing Jivan Mukti, your own divine nature, your own transcendence to self, because you're told that you have to analyze yourself, figure yourself out, kind of unlock this riddle of your mission, purpose, process, contracts, all this kind of stuff in order to get to this place of your own divine nature when that's just the opposite. That's where you, that's kind of the stuff you have to repent from. So it, it, that, that all, that all is uh, self-importance. The shaman would call that self-importance. And, How do I, and the yeah, Buddhists so would call that, that self-importance. 
So uh-huh. it, when you take yourself too seriously, you can't help but kind of implode. You, you just kind of begin to collapse in on yourself. Because, oh, my God, you know, I do so many ridiculous things each day. You know, I I mess up so many times each day. We we all do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we yeah, I messed up do. coming here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. right. I mean, it's I mean, not fun. I mean, right. It's not. Ram Dass. Yeah. I remember listening to listening to Ram Dass. Ram Dass would talk about that, about just what a babbling idiot he felt like he was on a daily basis, and yet all these people <laughs> continue to come and, and hear him, you know, and listen to what he has to say. You know, and this is Ram Dass. You know, and, and it was it's just great. And when you take yourself and all of your enlightenment too seriously, then. Tuh, Collapse is imminent. Is imminent. Excuse me. And, okay. Uh, so how, as so, soon and, and your laugh is, is wonderful. Your laugh <laughs> is wonderful. Just feel that you're so light when you laugh. You know. So if you take that feeling and you add that to, to the recipe that we that we were speaking to the previous lady about the the spiritual teaching. You know, a living, spirit, thriving spiritual teaching that's based in eternal principles, light, sound, and presence, that, that is built upon the experience of these other realms and, and the, the inner owning of this experience for yourself, then fulfillment is natural and inevitable. And happiness and peace, a sense of well-being, even in the face of all of this drama in the world, is... Easy. It's easy. Okay. Don't take myself so serious. Thank you for that. Thank you. Because, yeah, that, I mean, I, you know, even this week when I journaled, it was like this trail of, i got to get this right. And it's like, what is it that I'm trying well, to get right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like that's what the trail, the, the thing, like the cord that has followed me. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, some of my greatest teachers in my entire life, and I've, I've, I've had some amazing teachers in my life, and uh, fourth-generation grandmasters in Kung Fu and Buddhism and, you know, all of this great stuff, just amazing people in my life, as well as the shamanic and all of the music teachers. But the greatest teachers have been my grandkids, uh-huh. you know, like the two-year-old, the six-year-old, the one-year-old. I mean, the simplicity and the the Zen of these little spiritual adepts is just amazing. The just the simplicity of uh, I want my sippy cup. I don't yeah. want anything else. I just I want my sippy cup, and I want it the way that I want it to be, and I want you to get it for me. I don't want to get it myself. I want you to get it, <laughs> just because that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Right. And, and it's it's just, there there's just such a a simplicity to it. I learned so much about the how how they are with nature, how they see things with such an amazement. Everything every time you turn a corner, you know here's here's manatees in the lagoon. Here's big turtles at at, at the edge of the water. Here's the dolphins in the morning at the ocean. <gasps> You know, everything is, everything is, wow. You know, my flowers, I'm showing them all my flowers, you know, and, and that I have on my garden. I love all my flowers, you know, and, and yeah. they're like, ah, oh. you know, God. Yeah, thank you. It's just, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you're you, welcome. thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. Oh, my heart feels, it's pumping and feels good. <laughs> so thank you. 
great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, and Christopher's right. Your laugh really is healing, so just laugh. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Thank we are so not much. here to beat ourselves up, my goodness. And, Christopher, we're learning we don't take ourselves so seriously. Very good. Very good. Yes. Okay, here yeah. is our caller from Kalispell, Montana. Hi, you're unmuted. Oh, thank you so much, and I apologize. I took my phone out and shut myself off. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Uh, I, uh, my name is Paula. Hi, Paula. And Paula. I've enjoyed the two guys before me because I actually, I guess on the opposite side of the spectrum, I am just very neutral. Everything just comes and goes, and I really don't hold any judgment on anything, so... I, I'm happy to know that that's a good place to be and that it's attainable for everyone. My big question is, though, about the Schumann residence. It seems like in the night, my body temperature just spikes. And my husband kind of stay in bed sometimes. He said the heat coming off me is just crazy. Is that about the Schumann residence, or is it just about the higher vibration and the energy that we're in right now? Well, I mean... Uh, each of us are going to experience the vibrational changes differently. For some people, as Lorraine said, during the time of the spike, you said you felt exhausted, right? Just tired. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. I can't sleep, couldn't sleep, and then just was exhausted one day. Yeah, exhausted. okay. I, I, I thought I heard that. It could have been someone mm-hmm. else, but I thought that was you. Mm-hmm. And... um I was remembering those days myself because I didn't know about, about the spike. I was trying to remember what I was like. And see, my energy was off the charts. I started doing my Chris list, you know, of all my things, working my, my flowers, my fruit trees, my garden, my yard, blah, 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 the kids. And I'm just going like, like the ever-ready bunny all day. I'm just going boom, 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 boom all day. And I'm thinking, this is effortless. I'm just kind of floating on this energy wave, and I had no idea what it was. And when I went down to sleep at night, I rested just beautifully, just just amazingly. So each of us is going to experience it differently. So he, I mean, not to be um, mundane in, in any way, because everything does have its energetic source as its cause, but you know, we go we go, we go through biological changes, hormonal changes. We go through energetic shifts in our consciousness. And if you're emotionally upset or emotionally excited, then these generate biochemical changes within your body. So all of this stuff can um, affect your sleeping pattern. It can affect your body temperature. It can affect your digestion. It can affect everything. Everything is connected to everything else. So. For, for you to say, you know, is this, you know, part of the Schumann resonance, is a part of the energy uh, for the frequency changes moving into the house of Aquarius and all of that? Well, yes, because everything is. The thoughts that you have, uh, our conversation right now in this moment, everything is. So, uh, it, in honesty, it's, it's, it's impossible for me to isolate a point of causation and say this this is why this this is happening but yes it's because of frequency but just within within your own physiology at, at your 
time in your in your life is this biochemical is it hormonal is it any of that you know and i'm just we're all family here so i'm just talking yeah no okay no i appreciate that because i asked you know because i actually thought of that too but that was many years ago but um i just don't know a lot about the human residence and resonance and so i should study a little bit better but um i appreciate your call today because it, it truly was enlightening and uplifting and uh, I, like everyone else, have loved every second of this call. So I appreciate that very much, and thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paula. Yep. Okay. Well, we can't get to everyone, and I apologize, but I would like to take another caller. This time, we're going to Byers, Oklahoma. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hello. Hi there. My name is Felicia. Hi. Hi, Felicia. Well, you know what? Oh, we my have... gosh, you can hear me. Yeah, we did. We can hear you. And um, we have experienced another glitch in our system as Christopher has popped off the line. So just wait a moment, and he should be back with us. So uh, how's it going for you? What uh, You do have a question for Christopher. I can't even believe I got picked. No, I mean, I didn't even think it was going to pick me. Okay. Um, I've been listening to everything, enjoying everything, absorbing everything. I never get picked, so I'm just like in awe. I was just waiting to hear the next person. I'm just in awe with everything I've already heard already. It's just been wonderful. I just love the classes. I just love all of them. Dang. I'm just like, oh, my God, I hear your soft, pretty voice. Oh, my God, I really get to hear you. You have such a pretty voice. It's so soothing. Wow. Oh, well, thank so you. Right. Yeah. I there I am. I wanted to hear about the Dalai Lama. Yes. You, you know, Christopher, <laughs> welcome back. You were um, caught in the turbulence of this. Uh, you, yesterday we did have a big solar flare as well, so we're glad that you made it back. Um, we have a caller who would like to know about traveling with the Dalai Lama. Was that your question then? Mm. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Yeah? Yeah, was that your question for Christopher? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe you're not hearing us. <laughs> okay. I can hear you. Oh, good. Tell us your name, please. Too much energy over here. Uh-huh. Okay. I wanted to hear about the Dalai Lama. Okay, we got you. What's your name? Felicia, but I'm changing my name. Felicia, but you're changing your name. That's a long name. <laughs> don't don't make me laugh. I'm trying to be still so my phone don't hang up. <laughs> I, I finally got um, picked. I finally got picked. So just, just real quick for everybody, um, Back when I traveled with the Dalai Lama, it was 1987, 1988. It was the beginning of his tours into the Western world, like the U.S., Canada. And back then, nobody particularly cared about the Dalai Lama. I mean, the first time I saw him was in a little town called Ventnor, New Jersey. Uh, I was living in Wilmington, Delaware. That's where I grew up. And I heard the Dalai Lama's coming to Ventnor, New Jersey. I thought, huh? What? And... So there was a Tibetan learning center, 
with a whole Tibetan community, what, in Ventnor, New Jersey. So I arrived there, and and um, there was about 225 people, and almost all of them were Tibetan, to hear the Dalai Lama speak. And I'm thinking, this is, this is like going to the Twilight Zone or something. Where would all these Tibetan people come from? And there's this whole kind of a flea market uh, expo thing, and, and the Tibetans had handmade items and clothings, and there were Tibetan bells, authentic Tibetan bells and bowls and tingjas and all kinds of stuff there, and Tibetan prayer scarves. And, of course, the lamas were there. They, the lamas will always chant for a couple of hours before the Dalai Lama speaks, before any high lama speaks. And uh, that's to set the energetic ambiance to clear the energy and to consolidate the energy so that everyone can get the most benefit out of the teachings that are being shared. So um, the Dalai Lama shared this this great energy you know, and just his smile, his childlike smile, and this, this fun feeling. And he did his basic um, <clears throat> Buddhism 101, hi, I'm the Dalai Lama, kind of a talk. But during the talk, and I haven't told very many people this. This is nice that you asked this. Um, the very first time I saw him there in, in Ventnor, I had this beyond-the-body experience with him where uh, we were both elevated, and he was talking, and I was still able to hear every word that he said in the physical, but we had this other conversation. And in this other conversation, I asked him a question, and I said, uh, why do you still do this? Because... <clears throat> The Dalai Lama keeps coming back. The same personality keeps incarnating in different bodies to do the same work. And I said, why do you keep, why do you keep doing this? And he said, um, well, it's a, it's a good question you ask because this is the last time that I'm doing it. He said, I won't be coming anymore. The world doesn't need a Dalai Lama anymore. So I'll be living my life. And then that'll be it. Wow. I said, really? And, um, and then one year later, he wrote a little book called The Last Dalai Lama. Now, that sent chills right up and down my body. And that's his story. So after that experience, then he went from there to Syracuse, New York, um uh, up uh, into Albany, I think, and then up into Canada. I saw him, you know, and the llamas. And uh, during the daytime, before they would do a teaching, the llamas would do their chanting and their personal practices. And if the weather was accommodating and if the, the area that they were was accommodating, they would just be sitting around enjoying the, the view you know, from wherever they were, seeing different parts of the country. And you could just go sit with the llamas. Now, they didn't speak any English, but that was good because language just kind of gets in the way. So because spirituality is caught and not taught, I knew that all I had to do was empty off of myself and then I could receive some of what they were really all about. 
because whatever that was, I wanted to partake in that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I that's how I realized that you don't really learn. That's how I realized how to do the Tibetan chanting and overtoning that I do. And that's how I just gained all kinds of um, perspectives and insight into life just from it all rubbing off. So uh, does that make sense? Yes, and that was awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your sure. time. Thank you so much. Oh, great question. Mm-hmm. Some other time I'll tell people yeah. the, the the stories of the, the, the Dalai Lama and the uh, the other lamas and monks all going to Disney World, you know, when they came to Florida. Oh, Oh, yeah. They all had Mickey Mouse watches and Nike sneakers on. It was great. They all had Mickey Mouse watches. It was great. I would just love to see that. Oh, my God. That would be a sight to see. They all they all, they all, all come out of Disney World, and for, for some reason, someone had bought them all Nike sneakers, and they loved their Nike sneakers. They had Mickey Mouse watches. Some of them would show me underneath their robes. They had Mickey Mouse T-shirts on, all this great stuff. <laughs> I bet you that was cool for them. Oh, <laughs> that was an experience. Yes. Yes. I mean, talk wow. about not taking yourself seriously, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah, Jackie. And the llama's favorite ride was no. Space Mountain. <laughs> what? I was scared of that one. I didn't know. Right. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> Got me catching my breath from that ride. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, beautiful Felicia. Well, thank thanks you. for your question. Thank you all. Thank you. thank you so much for picking me today. Oh, sure. Thank you. Well, I had no idea that the Dalai Lama is not going to reincarnate anymore. That's fascinating. That's what, that's what he said. So now the controversy is that China has plans to put a fake Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's all this, and that's all the beast. It's all the mm-hmm. it's all the beast. You know, but. Basically, okay. the teachings of the Dalai Lama tell us that it's time for us to be the Dalai Lama ourselves. That's why he doesn't need to come back. Okay. All right. Well, beautiful. And again, you knew when you experienced the Dalai Lama and the Tibetan Buddhist, you knew something within yourself, and that resonated. So this is what we're going to do in our online healing retreat master class coming up May 11th, 12th, and 13th, where we are really going to get into that which we know. And so we're looking forward to that. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Christopher. This has been amazing. As we say goodbye this evening, is there anything you want to share? We do have some questions coming in about dreams. So maybe you might want to share something about dreams when we when we're going through these energies or anything else you, you want to share as we close today? Sure. Um, we have a perception that we have this experience that we call dreaming. But my, my question about those questions is, how do you know that you're awake right now? How do you know that you're really not just dreaming all of this? And that you just have a dream within a dream. 
within a dream. And often in this imaginarium that we live in, our holographic universe, we experience what we call daydreams or night dreams, fantasies. These are all ways that our creativity through our subconscious on the palette of our words and our symbolism give us impressions and ideas. And so the most important thing to do with dreams is not spend more than about 30 seconds trying to interpret them, because then if you do, you're out of the moment. Experience them, be with the feeling of it, the visuals, the symbols, whatever it is that comes to you within the dream, and consider that you're not dreaming at all, and that if everything is a dream, then you're really not dreaming. Hmm. So, I know that sounds confusing, but let's end this with a question. Years ago in Florida, a wonderful man named Yosef studied with me. And he came after about 10 years to a service that I was doing at a church in Florida, metaphysical church. And he asked a question. He said, Christopher, when, when Yosef sleeps, who's dreaming? So isn't that a great question? Mm-hmm. So again, it takes us back to you knowing that doorway through death and there's life on both sides. That's right. So don't get lost interpreting anything. Mm. Be with it for about thirty seconds, be present, and know that life is a dream. Shaboom, shaboom. Right? <laughs> and and this is this is where where we are and as we begin to awaken truly awaken we awaken to a realm beyond what we can dream beyond what we can imagine all we have to do is have the courage to adventure beyond what we now know so i want to thank you lauren lauren thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here and Forgive me, everyone, if I ramble a bit too much about this and that and the other thing, but there's so many fun, just fun stories to tell you. And Loran gives a platform that I just feel comfy with. I can, we can just talk and just hang, and it's just great to be together. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for coming to this comfy space, talking about such beautiful, inspirational information the shift in consciousness is indeed underway. And Christopher, we thank you for doing your work and doing your teachings for 30 years and assisting so many others and helping us to not fall into the trap and to have that courage to truly go into the unknown. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Christopher. We'll see you on our special online healing retreat coming up soon. Namaste. Namaste. 
And now is when we dance our way to the cosmic heart, enjoy, and celebrate. This is all about going into the unknown. Namaste. Sunshine skies And there's a reason Why I'm feeling so high It must be the season Where that love light shines All around us So let that feeling Grab you deep inside And send you reeling Where your love it can't hide And then go feeling through the summer night with your lover Just let your love flow Like a mountain stream And let your love grow With the smallest of dreams And let your love show And you'll know what I mean It's the season Just let your love fly like a bird on a wing And let your love find you To all living things And let your love shine And you'll know what I mean That's the reason There's a reason For the warm sweet nights And there's a reason For the candlelights Must be the season when those love lights shine all around us So let that wonder Take you into space and lay you under It's love and embrace, just feel the thunder As it warms your face, you can't hold back Just let your love flow like a mountain stream and let your love flow With the smallest of dreams and let your love show And you'll know what I mean, it's the season Just let your love fly Like a bird on a wing and let your love find you To all heaven things and let your love shine you know what I mean, that's the reason Just let your love flow Like a mountain stream And let your love grow With the smallest of dreams And let your love show And you'll know what I mean It's the season Just let your love fly Like a bird on a wing And let your love find you To all living things And let your love shine And you'll know what I mean That's the reason
slipped out easy, but I, I changed my ways. It'll take time, I know it, but in a while, you're gonna be mine, and I know it, we'll do it in style, cause I made my mind up, you're going to be mine. I tell you right now, any trick in the book, and now baby, all that I can find, everybody's hustling just to have a little fear, when I say we'll be cool, I think that you know what I mean, we stood on a beach, a sudden you remember well. No beach where, baby, the fun never ends When you've made your mind up forever to be mine I'll pick up your hand and slowly blow your little mind Cause I've made my mind up, you're going to be mine Tell you right now, any trick in the book tonight, baby. All that I can
like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.